Well, good morning. Welcome to The Drive. It is Monday, February 26th, I believe, and it is 5.41 a.m., 48 degrees, still nice and cool here in the Deep South. February is almost over, and uh, we just keep moving on. Time waits for no man, right? It keeps racing by, but I hope you guys had a good weekend, and praying for you guys. Um, had a good weekend, uh, we had a Uganda garage sale for our missions trip that's coming up at the end of May and it was awesome I mean the support that people uh, showed just by helping first of all and by showing up and by putting money towards what we're going to do in Uganda is amazing and it was awesome and it was seeing the body of Christ work together Um, but I loved it and blessed by it and excited for the future Excuse me, Sunday was awesome. Church, seeing the church family, worshiping together, getting into God's word together, fellowshipping. um, And we remember the cross because we're in Luke 23 talking about the death of Jesus and the implications that it uh, proceeds from that. The work of Christ on the cross for us, on our behalf, it's just amazing. Assuring and mind blowing, and yeah, so anyway, guys, as we continue on uh, now, you know, we start out with the birth of Christ, <clears throat> then the actions of Jesus, excuse me, and then the Sermon on the Mount, and then the words of Christ again, and then now we're going back to the actions of Jesus as a leper comes up to Jesus and in desperation. And here's the thing, and I try, I, I feel like I always say this, I don't know if I do, at least maybe in my mind, I don't know, but. It's good to be desperate, in a sense, because when we're desperate, when we're at our end, when there's nowhere else to turn when it feels like that, you look to Jesus, because the end of ourself, that is the beginning of the Lord. And so this leper, I believe this leper was at his end, struggling like all lepers did in that day. You know, today is called Hansen's disease, and there's certain things that can treat it. Leprosy is, it's called Hansen's disease, but... Back then, it was like you were a leper. That was a death sentence. You were a leper. Well, say bye to your family, friends, and everyone because you're going to a leper colony to to rot. Your limbs are going to fall off, nose, ears, fingers. You just started to uh, disintegrate, I mean, basically. Um, and you were with other lepers, and you would all just die together. It sounds depressing because it was. And... It was difficult. So this leper, I mean, honestly, you guys, as we, as I read this, just this one verse, you can go back in context and see the whole thing if you'd like, the whole passage. But this is one of the passages that I, I read this verse and I kind of get tears in my eyes because, because of the compassion and the heart that Jesus had towards those who everyone else wrote off, towards those who everyone else saw as... A sinner, you're you have leprosy because you're a sinner. It's your fault. They just kind of throw people away in a sense. But those are the ones who Jesus came for, and so he he interacts with this leper, and this leper comes up to him again in desperation, wanting to be cleansed. Okay, he desired so badly to be cleansed, and here's the action that Jesus took. So Jesus said, 
or and it goes. I'm sorry, Jesus. The action that he took is that Jesus had stretched out his hand. Listen to this, and touched him. He touched the leper. I'm just picturing he touched the leper on the shoulder, saying, "You will be clean." And his leprosy was cleansed. The fact that Jesus would reach out and touch a leper in itself is astounding. That he would make human contact with a leper. And someone who didn't have leprosy, who actually reached out and touched a leper, human contact, that would have been life-changing and comforting in itself. See, when the religious leaders saw a leper, their, their law was to go on the other side of the street and yell, unclean, unclean, you know, almost you know, embarrassment and shame and all that. They would steer clear of a leper because, oh, it must have been your sin, kind of like Job's friends who weren't really his friends. It must have been your sin that caused you to get leprosy, you know, totally discounting the fact that you know, we're in a fallen world death, disease, and all, destruction, all kinds of stuff. Horrible things happen because of just what we're living in. But they wouldn't go near a leper. They instruct everyone to stay away and they need to go away. Again, further fostering a us versus them dichotomy. But Jesus actually touches a leper and says, be clean. I love the compassion of Jesus. You know, you look at this, these verses and it's like he didn't think twice. He's just like, clearly, this guy needs help. And Jesus is the one to help him, right? I love how you say, I didn't come for the sick. I came, I didn't come for the, those who are well. I came for the sick. He came for those who acknowledge that they're unclean. He came for those who acknowledge that they're sinners. He came for those who acknowledge that they fall short of the glory of God. And this le leper acknowledged that he needed help. And that's hard for people. It's hard for people to be real and honest and open and say, yeah, I'm not perfect. <laughs> As if anyone's perfect, right? I I'm, not, I'm not at this level that it seems like everyone else is at. None of us are. We are all works in progress and we're all in this together. You know, people try to you know, put their mask on, their Christian mask. Oh, I'm, you know, I've got it together. Meanwhile, inside, they're they're crumbling, they're falling apart, they're struggling. But they don't want to tell anyone because they don't want to be perceived as, you know, what I'm saying, like as having issues. And that's sad. That's not the way we're supposed to live. We're supposed to be vulnerable. We're supposed to come to the Lord broken. We're supposed to have those fellow believers who love the Lord and who when we, we can share with without being judged and act like we're supposed to be a certain way. Granted, listen, we're called to bear fruit. We are called to follow the Lord, adhere to Him, hear His word and heed it. That doesn't mean we're exempt from issues, problems, trials, big decisions we have to make. We need prayer too, all of us. And we get to the point sometimes of desperation. We're like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage. I don't know how I'm going to buy food. I don't know 
how I'm going to stay at this job that is so taxing and, you know, the boss yells at me all the time. Whatever it is, like, we should be able to go to... This, this is koinonia. This, that's fellowship. Like, actually going to other people who trust in Christ, who live biblically, and share with them, hey, I'm struggling, I, I need some prayer. Because you know they're not going to just give you their opinion and say, well, here's what you need to say to your boss. No. Like... We don't live by opinion. We live by truth. And that's what we remind each other as believers. And we lift each other up. Like, you know, Aaron and her. In the battle, Moses would not have won if his arms sunk down, right? That's what the Lord said. So here come, here comes Aaron and her to hold up Moses' arms so the battle could be won. That's why we're here for each other. That's why God created it like this, right? It's a beautiful thing. So anyway, guys, I hope you have an amazing Monday. Hope that encouraged you. Uh, Keep staying in God's word. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And don't look back. Take care.